What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Scoop Order. Happy Friday. Major role changes coming to college football. Thank God we're joining the 21st century. Finally, it's been a hot minute, so we're going to get into all of that. How does that benefit Ryan Day, Chip Kelly, Will Howard, Ohio State, uh, Cody Simon, Jim Knowles? I think it's going to be fantastic. It's a huge edge for Ohio State, so we're going to get into all that. Uh, we're going to break down the final week of winter workouts and spring ball. It starts on Tuesday, so this is the final countdown for the boys. Start making a move. Um, as always... Appreciate you guys. If you guys have questions, uh, get those paid forwards uh, fired up. Excuse me, the super chats. They go right into our paid forward fund. Again, this is going to be a huge episode again because you guys make it a huge episode. Appreciate you guys as always uh, patronizing us, taking care of us, taking care of our veterans. Again, this has been uh, a massive month. Uh, February broke every record in terms of viewership. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and just spreading the good word about Buckeye Scoop. Again, we tried to do a really good job for you guys. And it's again, it's a huge podcast and a huge episode because you guys make it one. You guys tune in. You guys are ready to rock and roll right at 7 o'clock each and every night. So we try to bring the heat for you guys every single night. If you guys enjoy this content, please leave us a like. Click subscribe. Also, click that little alert bell. Those are huge for growing our channel. Again, we appreciate all you guys do for us and for our Pay It Forward group. Again, we... Uh, I've taken care of a lot of veterans, firefighters, police officers, first responders, um, people that are in that ilk. We've signed a lot of them up this month, so we appreciate you guys taking care of them. Uh, and again, we love uh, interacting with you guys and getting to know you guys. Nevada, thank God that we are finally getting to the point where we're going to have helmet communications. Um, it is tabled right now. It's likely to pass. And helmet communications are coming this year. One helmet on each side of the ball, likely the quarterback likely the middle linebacker will get to communicate directly with the coaching staff for the plays, which again, this is a massive uh, change. It's the thing that will eliminate a lot of the silliness that comes with signaling. Um, the signaling will still have to be in effect when there is a hurry up uh, offense or defense uh, on, on the prowl, because again, you have to get that stuff in quick when a team's going to hurry up, but in traditional or slower pace deals, or if you're, if you control the ball, if you're on offense, um, a guy like Ryan Day, and more importantly, a guy like Chip Kelly can communicate directly to Will Howard, our likely starting quarterback. How important is this? I think this is one of the biggest changes in college football ever. Because, uh, again, we've always been signals and wristbands and you know calling plays in, running plays in. Now that we can communicate like the NFL, what does this do for Ohio State? What does it do for having a new offensive coordinator in Chip Kelly? What does it do for having uh, a new offensive, or excuse me, a new quarterback in Will Howard? How does this help Ohio State going forward? 
it, well, a, a bunch of like there's a bunch of impacts of this and you know i i've talked to people that have kind of gamed this out and kind of gamed it out when it hit the nfl and what the impacts were who did it favor um so i'll go let's just kind of go through a, a number of different things one uh, it'll probably lessen the home field advantage probably probably like a point because teams will be able to get communications in uh, without as much confusion. So visiting teams won't be at as, as big a disadvantage going on the road. So, you know, that's that's one thing. But that obviously inerts to Ohio State's benefit when and wherever we're on the road. But where the clear benefit is, is it really it rewards the innovative and intelligent um, and superior coaching staffs. And so in this case, what you're going to have is you're going to have Jim Knowles, you know, uh, talking directly to Cody Simon. And you're going to have uh, Chip Kelly communicating directly to Will Howard um, on on just about every play. And you, when you have that, when you, when you have the, you know, one of the great defensive minds, you know, of 2024 doing that, and maybe the greatest offensive mind who's ever called offense in college football doing that with Will Howard, that's a clear benefit. And so for Ohio State, you know, I, I think it, it's terrific. It's, it's nothing but beneficial. Um, you know, in addition, I, I believe was it like was it 18 iPads you can have on the sideline, or like nine on each side, or something like that? What was the uh, the number of iPads that you could have? Yeah, it, it's it's 18. 18. So 18 iPads. So you know, that's something you've been calling for for a long time in terms of being able to pull stuff down immediately, show people what's happening in real time. Um, so sideline instruction, um, while always important, is going to you know take on a paramount importance right now. And be able to handle those those iPads, get the information down to guys, and you know have a a mechanism to kind of let them see, process, kind of learn in terms of what's going on in real time. Um, you know, again, for a, for a school like Ohio State, who's got the best of the best, who's got the the best coaching staff, I believe in college football. I think again, another you know nice step forward. You know, is it a one percent edge? Is it a three percent edge? Is it a five percent edge? Whatever it is, it's an edge. And, you know, in, in a long season like this where games are sometimes won by, you know, one play, two plays, three plays, I'll take every edge we can get. And then they've got kind of a more uh, uh, neutral type of change where they've added, they're, gonna, they're adding a two-minute warning in college football, you know, creates some symmetry with the NFL game. And most importantly for the broadcasters, gives them another break, gives them another television commercial that, so it's more revenue. So from a fan standpoint, am I crazy about that? No. But um, – you know, in in the large context of things, does it really bother me that much? Not exactly, but that'll take some you know some learning on, on behalf of Ryan Day and the staff uh, because clock management hasn't been our long suit at Ohio State, and they're going to have to learn how to manage around the two minute warning because that's different, and that that will add just another little dimension that Ryan's got to get uh, you know proficient in, which is just another reason why it was important for him to bring in an offensive coordinator to call the plays, do the things so that he can focus on some of those more mundane issues that maybe have, you know, kind of slipped through the cracks in the past. And um, the last thing I'll say is don't think for a second that the whole helmet communication, the helmet communication thing being enacted brings, it it brings the whole Michigan cheating thing to light. It's like, it's like shining the light on that in terms of how outrageous it was. It's almost like a rule change in response to the cheating and you never want to be the school that was, you know, the one responsible for a rule change, the one responsible for them having to, you know, it's like you're speeding down a street and they have to put in like speed bumps or a, 
you know, a, a, you know, a, a speeding sign or change the speed limit or something like that. You don't want to be the ones that are going to be adjudicated on something like that because this is a profound change for college football. They've talked about it coming. Uh, but with the Michigan cheating thing, it just it just shines a bright light on that Michigan cheating thing. And I think it's just, just another of 100 reasons why Michigan's going to get hammered and why the, uh, the NCAA is not going to come down lightly on them. Um, you know, I, I think this just, like I said, I just think it puts them right in the crosshairs once again, which when Michigan would want this to kind of go to the back burner, people forget about it, people not talk about it, I think it puts them squarely right down the 50-yard line, and that's not a good place to be. I, I think that you're, uh, what you said is profound. I think that the fact that this is coming right after the Connor Stallion scandal, it shows how um, embarrassing it is to the NCAA. The fact that this was something that went down on their watch. A team made the playoffs multiple years, cheating, uh, advanced scouting, you know, clearly a rules violation. Uh, and I think that, you know, again, like you heard James Ornice, you, know, you understand when you have a guy like James Ornice take his first interview and he talks about how, important it is to have comms again comms is like slang for helmet communications you know in the nfl uh he was a middle linebacker for the rams he was the guy that had the green dot um again in college they're gonna basically copy the nfl and have one guy on each uh, team that has a green dot on their helmet it's gonna be the quarterback and uh the middle linebacker likely cody simon uh running the show um james knows how important it is just in terms of being able to proficiently call a play and know that it's not being compromised because again, you know, you could have the greatest play in the world called, you could have the most perfect uh, matchup, whatever, but if the other team knows it's coming, they can counter it. You know, they can double team the guy that you're going to whatever. Um, and, and again, that's what I think is profound. That's why James is like, you know, if we get comms, it eliminates the fact you know, James, the thing I love about James is James is so wicked smart in terms of a football mind. He knows how big of an advantage it was to have a, um, the signals basically, you know, stolen. I mean, he talked about uh, in his deal. Well, we had to change our signals every week because of Michigan. And basically, you know, he didn't want to name the name just because, you know, he's got, he's trying to be diplomatic, but I'm not diplomatic. I'm just honest with you guys. Like they knew that Michigan was stealing stuff. They knew that other teams were likely, um, you know, potentially compromising that. And that eliminates it. And again, I think that that's fair. I think that again, I'm all for good, fair competition. Like I want everything to be, equal in terms of what people know or don't know or whatever. I don't think it's fair that somebody can, you know, uh, advance scout and have a network of spies and stringers or whatever, sending video to Michigan, getting it broken down, splicing it with film. Uh, Cause again, like that's, what's going to be interesting with the NCAA uh, investigation as they dig into what was going on in Michigan's film room. I'm sure that there was somebody that uploaded the signals and they also like spliced it with the film and they said, okay, this is the first play. This is the signal that was given. How do we match it up with like, you know, subsequent plays? Because, you know, in football, if you run 70 plays, there's probably 30 plays that are duplicates that are the same signal. And eventually, you know, when you when you pair it all together, which with modern um, computer technology and the way you break a film down, uh, you could, you know, say, okay, every power run to the right, let's put those all in the same, you know, little boat. The, the same little cut up and go through them and say, okay, what guy is signaling the same thing three different times and you can crack it. Like it's not, it's really not that hard to do. Um, and I think that with the comms, it eliminates that. And again, I think that that's something that's going to be a huge in, uh, impact for Ohio state in 2024. Cause again, chip Kelly is a new coordinator. Will Howard is a new quarterback. And if chip can be on the, the headset 
and say, hey, Will, this is the call on third down. Give the whole play call and say, hey, read the, you know, read the, the you know, the flat defender, read the Will. Hey, you know, give them like a little coaching pointer. Hey, if, you know, if uh, Emeka's not there, dump it off to Trey because if they're taking, if they're doubling Emeka, this will be open. Um, it's not just giving the play call. It's giving like a little tidbit at the end to kind of freshen the kid's mind up when he's on the field. And I think that that's huge. That's massive. And again, when you've got a guy who might be the best offensive mind in history, college football, and Chip Kelly running that, um, you know, as he diagnoses what defenses are doing versus, um, you know, our offense in real time, uh, he can give like real feedback that really matters to Will Howard. Because it's, it's one thing to do it on the sideline, but when you're in the blender, like if you're in the middle of a game, it's like if you, you know, again, like if you're like a piece of fruit and you throw yourself in the blender, it's not easy. It's not fun. You get all mixed up. Uh, things are happening. You might get sacked. You might get hit. And it's always going to have like a nice refresher seven seconds before the ball. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Staffed and say, hey, by the way, you know, read the wall linebacker and see what he does. And then from there, you'll be able to do either toss it to this receiver or toss it to the running back. Or, you know, if these guys are, if they're both covered, the tight end should be wide open. That's the benefit to comps. Because if you have an astute offensive uh, mind like Chip, um, I know they cut it off, you know, like 15 or 20 seconds before the ball snapped. But, you know, he can give them like a little pointer before the play. It's kind of like a little cheat sheet. So I'm excited this can be about that. I think that it's going to be huge for Ohio State, especially when you've got – Basically a new play caller on both sides of the ball in Cody Simon and Will Howard, quarterback and Mike Linebacker. I think it'll be um, profound, and I think it's going to be huge. Um, the tablets, I'm going to scroll down to the tablets. I, I think that, um, you know, 18 tablets between the two, um, you know, they're down on the sideline. Again, a, a team would be allowed to have 18 computer tablets. I don't know if they're going to be iPads, Microsoft Surfaces, whatever. Um, and, and I and I assume, see, it says – uh, the ability to watch in-game video that is humongous because in-game video is a lot different than like an in-game still photo so when i played in the nfl you know 100 years ago in 2008 2009 2010 um they would there was a literally a, like a black and white printer on the sideline that would print off still photos of the ball when it was snapped and like like five seconds after this or like three seconds after this happened like six seconds after this happened. so you could like kind of see like it was kind of like a little like flip book, like from 1989, like a little flip card where you could kind of see where guys went. But if you can actually see real video in real time, that is enormous for um, a guy like Ryan Day, a guy like Chip Kelly. Um, you know, you're not as reliant on the eyes in the sky. And again, I still think you put Chip Kelly up in the box, 
but I think that you know being able to actually watch video on the sideline is a complete game breaker because you can literally see okay this play would have worked um this guy missed a block this guy went the wrong way uh whatever went on um and you can correct stuff and and the biggest thing is if you have a really really sharp staff uh including your GAs you can figure out okay this is these are matchups that we're not winning like you know our right guard needs trouble or he's in trouble versus a really good D tackle this DN's getting the best of our left tackle, whatever it is. Like you can break that down in game and say, okay, let's go this way or let's fix it or let's leave a tight end in to, to chip the guy and help. Um, and, and if you're good and you're you know, fast on your feet and you get that real-time feedback, I mean, you can really make a big impact. So, you know, again, I think that our offensive staff is as sharp as any in the country, given that you have Ryan Day, who's probably the best quarterback developer in the country. The only other guys in the conversation is Lincoln Riley. Chip Kelly, probably the best offensive mind in the history of college football. Justin Fry, who is a protege of, of Chip and has worked with Ron for a long time, really sharp guy. You know, he's a play caller type guy. Um, and, you know, you got Keenan, you got Hartline, uh, Tony Alford. Like, you got a lot of guys on offense that really know what they're doing. Um, and, get, and adding video to it just makes it that much easier for them to convey what's going on. So I'm super excited about this, honestly. Uh, Nevada, what does this do for our offense scoring for? Because I, I think, like, you know, I was, I was never worried because we've got a new quarterback, but... I really think this is a huge edge for Will Howard and Chip Kelly, but your opinion. Yeah, no, it's just, it's going to put a premium on, you know, who's got the brightest mind, who's got the best and brightest minds breaking stuff down um, in real time, who can process it the quickest, who can communicate it. As you said, it's not just about, um, I, I think the best point you made was it's not just about getting the play call into your, you know, play receivers on offense or on defense. It's about the little coaching up that you can do in that period of time. You know, the, the reads, the things to watch out for, you know, where to go, what to look for. And from, from an offensive standpoint, I could not name a person. If we're doing the history of college football, and you're like, okay, Nevada, you get to pick. Who's your guy on the comms? Who's your guy that's going to be calling the plays, doing the thing, giving those tips, processing the information? It's Chip Kelly. It is absolutely Chip Kelly. You can have everybody. I'll give you the field, and I'll take Chip Kelly as my play caller, as my you know, in-game coach, as my in-game analyst, as my in-game advisor to Will Howard, um, and, and, and I'll beat you the majority of the time. Because I, I just think Chip's that good. I think he's truly a genius, truly a savant. And um, give him any direct comms. I mean, it's basically putting you know his mind – into Will Howard's body. And um, that's just, that's a crazy thought. And, and I, I can't wait for this to get, they can't get, get enacted quick enough for me. I think offensively for Ohio State, it's, it's taken a juggernaut Ohio State offense and just crank them up another couple of levels. Because really, you know, that's, I, I, when you're looking for where's the holes, where's the problems, where could things kind of fall off the rails? You know, that's one of the few places is, you know, with, with Will Howard, with communication, with not knowing the playbook, with not knowing exactly what they wanted to do with it. Um, with this, not that that can't, couldn't still happen, but the chances of that happening go down dramatically when you've got Chip Kelly in your ear. I mean, you could put Burt Carton out there at quarterback and Chip Kelly could tell him where to go with the ball and Burt could do a pretty reasonable job of just stumbling around out there and handing it, throwing it or doing whatever it is. Um, so I, I think with Will Howard, I'm sky's the limit. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think that, you know, 
if you have really good minds on that sideline and they're picking stuff off in real time, you can say, Hey, you know, on third down, we're getting a field pressure every time or we're getting, we've gotten a corner blitz twice or whatever sort of analytics you can kind of drop in game. It changes everything. So, Hey, this is something they're, 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 they're blitzing us on every third down. So get ready to throw it hot, get, get it out of your hand. Uh, tell the guys to run hot routes or AKA like, you know, if you run a hot route and, um, you know, in college football or any level of football, you, you shorten your route, you break it off quicker because you know, pressure is coming you, and the quarterback's usually going to have a free rusher coming off the edge or, or up the middle. And he's got to get rid of that ball fast. So again, I think they're just you know, honing him in and reminding him of that is absolutely huge. Got a bunch of super chats. Uh, appreciate you guys on this Friday, Jeremy Moreland. Thanks for being a scoop ultra member. Thank you for the 10 helmet comms be a great help in whiteout and our other stadiums. We might play that are loud like LSU or Riverside or the Vols. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. I think that, you know, when you have comms and guys don't have to look at signals. Um, and again, you might still have to signal some positions like the secondary or the receivers, but to get it to the line and get it to the guys that are kind of in the box, I think it's huge. Now, again, like if you've got uh, a wildly loud crowd uh, in, um, you know, like the like Penn State, the Beaver Stadium, you might have to still signal the receivers. You might have to signal the DBs. And again, the signals aren't gone for good because if a team goes warp speed and goes uh, fast, you still have to signal in uh, the calls because I think that that's something that people don't realize is like if it goes fast, like you don't have time for to huddle and get the get the call into the helmet. You got to literally signal the stuff in. So it's not totally dead, but it does kill a lot of the aspects of cheating. Um, if you do look back, it's a lot easier. You know, like when you saw. Uh, the video that I put up of Dewan Jones and those guys looking back yesterday. Um, now the chip Kelly's going to be talking around to Will Howard's helmet and he can talk right to the offensive line and give him the call as opposed to them looking and getting a signal. And then a guy like Connor Stallings picking it off and then Michigan calling a defense off of it. So I think it's a, it's a huge edge in loud stadiums because um, you know, in those stadiums, you, you're pretty much, you, you have to signal. Um, but you know, th there's still is going to be an element of signaling uh in warp speed you know when we played penn state in 05 we did not have hand signals for our offensive line calls but when we went back in 07 we did just because you know in 05 we weren't getting the calls from the center to the guard to the tackle uh because it was so loud because normally in a regular game nick mangold could call out the call and i could get it but it, in penn state in 05 i couldn't hear it and i'm like look dude you gotta and so tj downing who's my right guard would have to like lean into Nick and hear it. And then he'd have to scream it at me. And I basically not even be able to be here, not, not be able to hear his, his uh, tone, but I'd have to read his lips to see if it was a rip or a Liz call or river or lake or whatever we were doing. Like in general on a play, you generally know what you're doing, but you have to double check and make sure that you know who you're working to um, given the calls. So it's a lot more complicated than it looks on TV or for someone that's not really been in the mix. So um, but I think the comms will still be a huge benefit on the road. Nevada, your thoughts on helmet comms being a great help uh, in whiteouts and other stadiums that are loud, like LSU, especially if we uh, go to some of these road playoff venues, uh, potentially uh, for a lower seed. Well, I mean, let's talk specifically about the Penn State whiteout, because that's been kind of our boogeyman, um, you know, since they came in. They've always played us tough up there. It's, it's be strictly because of that environment and strictly because of kind of the craziness and the chaos that all that noise kind of creates. And I, I don't think people, um, you know, look, I've been on the sideline coaching high school and it's crazy and it's chaotic 
and it can be loud and it can be hard to communicate. I cannot even imagine what it's like at Beaver Stadium, you know, when they've got the, the, the piped in music, which I'm convinced that they do piped in music there. And they've got the just the way the acoustical set up there of that stadium and the way that those guys are making noise, the way that those guys are screaming. But I think, you know, having comms and having the ability to, you know, communicate, I I mean, I'm not saying that's going to eliminate the, the power of the whiteout in any way, but it's going to lessen it. And, you know, it won't be as big of an advantage as it's been. And, you know, I, I know you touched on it here, but just spend 10 seconds on, because you've said to me, because I, I, I've talked to people that are like, uh, home field advantage doesn't mean much, night crowd doesn't mean much, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, man, Talk to Kirk Barton. He's like, night in Penn State is a tough, tough place to play. And um, I just wanted you to – I know you've kind of touched on it, but maybe you can give another 10 seconds on your perspectives on playing at night in, at Penn State. Yeah, like, again, like, I'm not some, you know, guy who – I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared of any environment. But, like, you know, we, we went in there in 05. And, again, you know, we you – know, the 05 team had guys that had – won the national championship against Miami. It was their senior year, AJ, Bobby, Schle- you know, Schlegel wasn't there, but Nick Mangold, Rob Sims, you know, Robbie started that game. And they, they'll tell you, like, and Nick will say that was the loudest thing he's ever heard in his life. I mean, it was incredible. And, you know, Nick played 15 years in the NFL, whatever, fringe Hall of Famer, but it was different. And, and again, I, I completely agree that they have to pipe in noise artificially because I don't know how 100 and 10,000 people can be that loud. You know, Ohio State's down to like 100,000 or 101,000 because we, we we made our stadium smaller, adding those suites and B-deck. But it was so much louder than the Horseshoe, so much louder than Iowa. You know, we played in Iowa in 04. So we you know, we played in some big games. You know, we played in, um, I didn't play, you know, they went to Michigan in 03, a lot of those guys. And they never- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Never heard anything like Penn State at night in, in 05. And again, maybe it's because their fans were starved for, for, for greatness because they didn't have, uh, you know, they, were, they were terrible you know, leading up to the 05 season. The 05 season was kind of like, a, it was kind of, um, it's almost like a red flag because they stunk in 04. Uh, then all of a sudden, 05 with Michael Robinson, they're really good. But it, it is a se- severe advantage. And, you know, we, you know, after that game, I never took for granted communication on the road at night. Like, we played Iowa at night in 06. And the thing you have to realize is, like, when you play at Ohio State, you know, it's a cliche, but it's actually the truth. We always get everybody's best shot. And, it, again, people say, oh, of course, because you're Ohio State, whatever. But it's like, no, like, really, like, I mean, every kid – that's ever dreamed of playing in the NFL 
NFL draft pick, combine, all that stuff. They know that NFL scouts and NFL general managers and NFL coaches, they're going to watch when they play Ohio State. So guys are juiced out of their minds. It's the game that's circled on every calendar. It's the game that is promoted by um, the uh, – the advancement people, you know, the advancement people are basically the people that are the fundraisers for the athletic department and for the entire college. Hey, we got Ohio State coming to town. It's going to be a night game. You know, better get there. We can get you a sweet ticket if you buy, you know, if you pay a million dollars or whatever, you know, 500 grand, you give a donation, whatever. Like it's a big fundraising event for the entire university when the Buckeyes come to town. So again, you know, we walked into that thing. And honestly, in 05, as good as we were, as veteran as we were, it was a 17-10 game. Our offense sucked. I got hurt in the game, which kind of killed the whole offense when I got down. When I got hurt and again, I I I don't blame myself for it because you can't blame yourself for getting hurt. But we couldn't do anything after I got hurt. And the guy that I blocked the entire game in 04 was the same guy, Tom Bahali, who was a Pro Bowler, first round pick. Like I handled him in the 04 game, and I was handling him in the 05 game. Then I hurt my knee. Then he has the game like ending sack and he was getting pressures on us all night. It was bad. So, you know, we weren't ready for the noise. And then after that game, I was like, look, we're going to have a plan for noise for the rest of time. Like as long as I was there, I told these guys and in 07, my senior year, we went back to Penn state and they made it a night game, of course. And we had a full plan for noise. We had noise every day at practice loud. And we were actually practiced indoors uh, leading up to the 07 game, because when you're on the indoor field of the Woody Hayes, you know, it's, it's kind of like being in a dome. So when you put those big speakers out and you're blasting crowd noise and music and stuff, it reverberates off the ceiling, uh, which is metal and it reverberates off the walls. So it's kind of like, it's just mind numbingly loud, which is good because that's what you have to get used to. You have to get used to the fact that like my right guard, TJ Downing would say something to me, literally one foot away from me. And I could not hear him. And he was screaming the calls at me and I had to like literally read his lips because it was that loud. So that's not typical in football, but you have to get used to it. So I think the comms will be a huge benefit for uh, the quarterbacks, but you still have to have a plan for severe noise, which, and that's not everywhere. I mean, the Michigan, we played there. It's not loud. Beat them there twice. Uh, we played it. Iowa. Yeah, we've got a camp Randall places are loud. Um, and again, those night games where people are jazzed up, it can be real loud. And that's why I saw guys. I'm like, look, your goal in that game is to start exceptionally fast. Like that's the goal when you go on the road against Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and take the crowd out of the game. Because if you go up 14 rip, it's over. The crowd's ready to go head to, to their version of the Heine gate and go you know, drink their tears away. Cause that's, what's going to happen. And that's what happened in those in, in 07, you know, they had Anthony Morelli and they saw Dan Connor and um, Maurice Evans. Like they had some big time, all big 10 type guys, but we smacked them early and we ended up winning like 38 to like 10 or 14. Like we smacked them. So once you took them out of it early, it was a wrap, you know, because that's the key to like when you're on those, the, you don't want to give them hope. Like the worst thing that I ever experienced is when I was coaching in 2010 and we go up to Camp Randall, you know, that's the year they had JJ Watt, Gabe Creamy. Um, I think they had Tolzine as their quarterback and uh, Bielema and all those guys. And like the first kickoff, they run back to the crib. And I thought the stadium was going to collapse because it was so loud. So you can't do stupid stuff like that. But again, that's that's the fun part about football is, you know, if a team's locked in and ready to go, then you can you can kind of suffocate that crowd and then the crowd's not a factor anymore. But the problem is, like, when we played them in 05, we kept them in the game of 17-10 and then the crowd was a factor. Because if you start whooping on them, 
the crowd, uh, they kind of submit. Don Schaefer, thank you for being a scoop ultra member. Thank you for the 10. First, a shout out to Miles Dotson of Seal Valley Coin and Currency in Brookfield. He's watching and loves the show. Appreciate you, my man. Uh, if you uh, people are in need, make sure you shout out our boy Miles uh, from Seal Valley Coin and Currency. Um, we need some mock button color shirts. I know. I saw I saw the text. I like that. I'd be in for five. Oh, look. I, I saw the Nike ones that you sent me. Those look really sharp. Um, again, I, I, I love having a ton of different stuff in the drop. And I love your feedback on that. The biggest thing is do the kind of the mass suppliers of Nike or whatever brand, do they have those? And do they have all the sizes? So I will look and I'll talk to our supplier. Let's see what we can get done. Nevada, would you rock a mock button collar golf shirt? Because they do look very fancy. I will say that. Well, I'm a fancy lad, so anything that's fancy, man, I'm 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 down for that. So um, yeah, no, that sounds awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, everybody. And, everybody was like, "Go ahead." No, I was gonna say, and and, and continue the shout out to coin and currency deal. Look, I'm a coin collector. I'm also go. a baseball card collector. We have baseball card collectors out there. Talk to you know, put in the comments what you're what you're collecting. I'm a I have a master set of the T two hundred five. If anybody, uh, I'm I'm kind of an expert on the T205 set, but uh, also the Morgan Dollar Carson City uh, uh, Mint, I'm, I'm pretty much an expert on that as well. So uh, love the fact that we have a, a coin and currency dealer on the uh, on the show, give them the shout out. It's amazing everyone that watches. Oh my man, show your work workshop. If you guys need a knife, this is my guy. He's forging me a blade. Uh, so that's on my Facebook right now. It's actually amazing. Uh, recently taught my guitar student the alma mater. Might be the crowning moment of my guitar playing slash teaching career. Laugh out loud. I'd love to hear that. If you've got a clip of that, that'd be amazing. I don't know if they do it like traditional or if they do it like Jimi Hendrix did the anthem at Woodstock, but it would be very cool to hear. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, with the blade. Again, we have coin merchants. We have blacksmiths. We have... Uh, we have a very, very um, eclectic group of people that watch the show. So if you guys uh, need a knife forged for you by a real Ohio State fan slash blacksmith, Google and check out on Facebook, Shulf Steel Workshop, because he sent me a video of him pounding away at the knife he's making me. And I was like, this is like some like Game of Thrones, like Valer like when they make like the Valerian Steel Sword. That's what it looked like. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a Buckeye Scoop Sword. That's going to be amazing to uh, to swashbuckle all of my enemies. Uh, Nevada, do you need a sword? Do you need a knife? If so, Shulf Seal Workshop, my boy. Uh, your thoughts on that? Again, you might need a Valerian Seal Sword too. I need like a hatchet like Gimli had from Lord of the Rings or something like that. Because so, I would carry that around. I would, I, I would never let that leave my side, man. I would just carry that thing around and do it. So yeah, hatchet like Gimli. That's what I'm looking for. You're like the you're like Buckeye Skip's version of Schmeagel. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Buckeye Skip Schmeagel's Nevada bug. My It's like every time he every time Schmeagle. he posts a nugget, every time he posts a nugget, he's like, my precious. Like we got a nugget. My precious. <laughs> Schmeagel bug. Schmeagel bug. I know. Nevada bug. My boy. Nevada Burton, Nevada oh, God. Bob. My girl. No respect, but no respect. <laughs> Nevada Bob. Uh, Adam Dare, appreciate you, my man. Thank you for the 20. With the info you gave us earlier this week on Connor Stallions discussing the science sealing operation to our now President Carter, do you think that information has been handed to the NCA 
And if so, a bigger hammer. That is a great question. And again, like, you know, um, it's amazing. Sometimes, like, when you see people on the other side, uh, yeah, again, Connor Stallions is, was talking to Slapshot Carter, a.k.a. Top Gun Maverick Carter, our, our new president, about the sign stealing stuff and how to beat Army because they were so bent that they'd lost the Army so many times. And now they're on opposite sidelines. You have Slapshot Carter leading Ohio State. You have Connor Stallions is kind of a, a debunked legend from Michigan. Um, Nevada, uh, with the info that you gave, because this was your info, um, earlier this week about Connor Stallions discussing the sign stealing operation to our new president. Do you think that uh, it's been handed to the NCAA and do you think a bigger hammer is coming? I, I, well, I know that President Carr is pushing for that. I know, you know President Carr has made a point to the NCAA that this was a plot that was discussed with them when he was at the Naval Academy. Where the, the exact circumstances of that, whether it was done in his presence, in his office, with his uh, you know, senior football staff, whether it's, is a little murky to me. But the bottom line is he knows of Stallions. He knew of the plan. And it wasn't so much that Army was beating Navy consistently. They hadn't beat him in 14 years, but they beat him – in uh, the last year they was there, and uh, you know, that was like threw them into a fr- or I shouldn't say threw threw Connor Stallions into a frenzy, and he wanted to stop that from happening. But no, uh, President Carter hasn't not been shy about saying that he's asking for the harshest penalties possible against Michigan due to the the whole premeditation of the whole thing. And it's just like you can see the whole genesis of this. You see how it kind of came down. You see kind of the mind. It's like getting inside the mind of Ted Kaczynski or any of those other crazy people that write manifestos. Um, you see it with Stallions. This thing was percolating for years before he got to Michigan. There were various iterations. But, yeah, it started at the Naval Academy, and uh, President Carter is asking for the harshest penalties possible. Good. I love it. I mean, he's already my favorite president of my lifetime. Um I loved uh, uh, Gordon Gee, but this guy's better. Again, I think everything he's going to do is going to be outstanding. Ranjit, sorry, I think for the five, sometimes could you analyze a video or two of previous Chip Kelly run plays with receivers blocking Chicago now, grew up in Barnesville, Ohio. Um, I love, you have to understand, we love breaking down tape. There's nothing in the universe I'd love to do more than break down film every night. YouTube hates it and we get smacked with a copyright infringement every time we do it otherwise we'd be breaking down all 22 film basically every night so again that's um the touch and go point of doing this show uh we've done it sometimes hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it's kind of slipped, but a lot of times we get smacked. So um, I can't. I know Chip Kelly does stress his receivers uh, blocking, not just on the edge, but also in formation. He was running counters last year where 
the receiver was kind of the kickout guy uh, in, in a counter scheme, which is crazy. Um, not a lot of teams do it, but it's something where he could add numbers to the to the table, and he does it. So, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be a Mecca or an general slot guy at UCLA doing it. So, again, I think, um, you know, I, I'd love to break that down. Can't really happen just because of uh, YouTube's copyright infringement with Exos, but I'd love to do that. Uh, Nevada, uh, your thoughts on Chip Kelly and our receivers blocking. So I think we're going to have a nice little uptick there. Yeah, look, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to set up some sort of like private room kind of outside of YouTube in terms of showing it because as Kirk said, YouTube, literally, that's all copyrighted stuff. Whether you're using the game film, the all 22 film, the television copy, whatever. So sites can show it, but then you, you run the risk of becoming demonetized. Demonetized means YouTube says your channel can't make any money or after three strikes, they literally take your channel off the air. And so, you know, Kirk and I have talked about it. And we're like, look, we can do this stuff, but do we really want to risk waking up one morning and then YouTube goes, you know, your channel, um, you've broken down too much Chip Kelly running film. So no, now you can no longer do YouTube videos. And we're like, no, we really don't. That is not what we're desirous of. But it's not because, you know, I mean, there's nobody better at breaking out film than Kirk. Nobody. And Kirk, I mean, he loves to, he, that's his world. He lives in it and he's immersed in it every day. So we would, believe me, we would love to do more of that. And we're, we're trying to come up with creative ways to do that in terms of sharing because the film breakdowns have been the stuff. I, I, there's nothing that he does that I don't learn every time he does a film breakdown. Um, we're trying to do some stuff, maybe just like the whiteboard, working on some terminology stuff. We're going to do stuff for Kirk and just kind of use his knowledge to kind of maybe educate people. And we'll figure out a way to get some video up in some way, shape, or form, but just probably not going to be via YouTube. Yeah, and we'll figure that out. I think we're going to be able to have some an internal deal on BuckeyeScoop.com. You'll probably have to be a member there, so if you guys aren't members, you can join it, but it'll be very beneficial. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, we should have a meeting next week early to discuss how to get that done, so we will keep you guys very much focused in it, and again, uh, appreciate the comment. I love breaking down film. Again, I like to keep everything nice and simple, easy, you know, I know most people aren't former f coaches or they don't know what cover to robber bandit monkey banana means. So I try to make it nice and simple for you guys. Cause there's nothing that's more nauseating to me when someone tries to inflect how intelligent they are about football. And they're generally people that have never coached. And the biggest thing is they've never had to actually install anything or teach it to anybody who isn't quite as intelligent. Cause again, when you coach at Ohio state, not every kid that you deal with is Copernicus, but they all have to learn it like they're Copernicus. So Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, who's my mentor, one of my greatest people, a guy who's going to get a bunch of Buc Buckeye scoop gear to wear down in Florida as he's retired. He had one of the greatest sayings that I've ever heard in my life. He said, there's no such thing as stupid players, just stupid. And he said the F word coaches. And I was like, that's really good. I like that because there's a lot of coaches that want to say, oh, he's a dumb player. He doesn't know it. He can't learn it. That doesn't matter. Under Urban Meyer's rule and regime, that didn't matter. He had to know just as well as Jacoby Bourne, who's one of the smartest players in Ohio State history. So, again, that's a great way for Urban to express his desire for guys to really be on point. And the thing about Urban is he was the king of, you know, the team goes to training table. They go to dinner. He'd sit down next to your weakest link and quiz them on the offensive playbook. And if you didn't know it, if they didn't know it, you might, I mean, you're going to get like the, 
like a you know like like a Singapore caning the next day at work, and it is not fun. So my guys knew it, and I didn't care if they hated me. They thought I was annoying. My guys knew the playbook like the back of their hand because I'm like, look, I am not about to get you know crushed by Urban Meyer in a staff meeting because my guys acted like you know he was speaking Swahili when he's asking him a basic play or basic pass protection. So again, I uh, I always like doing that because it's super easy to do. Bob Kahn, thank you for the five. What's the green dot going to work with the helmet full of Buckeye leaves? Well, that's a great question. And I think it's something that, um, you know, for quarterbacks, quarterbacks generally do not fill their helmets up with Buckeye leaves. Um, and linebackers generally don't either. The Buckeye leaves probably will go right in the middle center, right on the stripe, I'd imagine. Um, the thing about Buckeye leaves is that they're very much slanted towards linebackers, safeties, maybe receivers and tight ends, uh, maybe a, a, you know, a guy that's on special teams. The only way you can fill your entire helmet up is you have to play special teams. Like a lot of, you have to be on every, you have to be on kickoff cover and punt return. And, and again, a lot of those have been kind of taken out of football, but you know, like when Doss did it and some of these guys did it, you don't see offensive linemen doing it because offensive linemen don't play special teams. Like if you're not on teams, you have, you only have like a, a finite number of stickers you can earn. Like there's never been even Orlando pace, didn't fill both sides of his helmet up because he's not, you know, he's not on punt. He's not on kickoff. He's not on kick return. And you know, those units have specific goals. They have players of the week. So if you're like the player of the week on punt return and you hit the specific goal, that's like two extra leaves every week. So again, that's how you stockpile. I'm like, as an offensive lineman, like I filled up half mine and a little bit of the second half. And I was a first team, all American, all big 10 academic, all big 10, I mean, I checked every box and I barely got over half. So again, you have to be a guy that can run and play uh, punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return to actually fill the thing up. So it's my opinion, and but it's not an opinion. It's the truth. Um, again, go look at Orlando's helmet. Orlando's the greatest player in school history. Probably had a little bit more than half of the, the helmet filled up. Um, Nevada, your thoughts uh, from Bob. And again, I appreciate the five. Uh, how's the green got dot going to work with a helmet full of Buckeye leaves? Yeah. Like you said, they'll probably just find a, a spot. You know, they'll find the spot to put it on there, but did, didn't you have your Buckeye leaves like taken away or something like that? One time was that, was, was that for the cigar incident or was that for the, the, uh, the champagne incident? Which one was that? It was the Under Armour incident. Oh, the Under Armour incident. That's what it was. Okay. So, so real quick, I'll go through. So Tress. And you, you know, Jim Chelsea's like my dad. And, you know, and I'm, I'm like a ornery bad kid. And I, I totally admit that when I played, I'd always push the edges of everything. So Nike, when, like when undershirts first came out and like the dry fit and the, the heat gear Under Armour first came out, it was by far the best undershirt. Like there's nothing better than an Under Armour undershirt. And like AJ Hawk used to wear them. Uh, you know, AJ Hawk wore Under Armour every single day of his career, but he would always, you know, like when we had a workout, he'd wear an Under Armour undershirt, like a tight Under Armour, but he'd wear like one of our Nike shirts over it. So, but when we get into games, he'd wear Under Armour underneath. And like, and there was a point where like in 0203 guys were buying Jordan wristbands and Under Armour wristbands and whatever, just because the gear that we got sucked. It was trash. Like, I mean, Nike gave us the crappiest shirts and they give us like a great, like an old, old school gray t-shirt as an undershirt. And I'm like, well, I want like a, a lighter sweat wicking material like like a heat gear shirt 
So every year, like, you know, the week before the game, all of us idiots would go to Dick's Sporting Goods or finish line, just like you're in high school, and get undershirts and get sweatbands and Jordan wristbands and whatever. So I, like, I wore an Under Armour undershirt my entire career until after the first game of my senior. And it's funny because, like, even the at the Alamo Bowl, I remember I went to Dick's Sporting Goods because my shirt ripped. And I bought a new undershirt, and I actually wore it for the Alamo, a black undershirt. Because that was a thing for a while. For the O-line, we all wore black undershirts with the black sleeves coming out. That was like a kind of our thing. So we go to Young We play Young South State uh, week one of my uh, senior year in 07. And I'm wearing my, I was wearing a really, really nice Under Armour metal undershirt. It was super, super light, super cool. Um, not cool as in like looking cool, but it was cool. Like it, the material was really, it was great material. So I wore it. And great game, great out of champion. It was Jim Parker line of the week. And I go to the press conference because when you're a captain under Trestle, like the four cat or we had three captains that year. Uh, the three captains in Trestle were the first guys at the press conference every week. So I go up to the press conference and I was always the first guy at the press conference because I wanted to get done. So I would, you know, take off my shoulder pads, put my jersey on over my undershirt, grab a Diet Coke, go up to the press conference, I'd sit there. So I'd be ready to go because I wanted to go home, shower, get out of there. And so I'm sitting there and I, it was, you know, the jerseys are V-necks. And so with my V-neck, you could see an Under Armour logo right in the front of my chest, like right in the middle. They had a big Under Armour, you know, the little UA thing that they got. And um, Jim Davidson, God rest his soul from the Ozone, took a photo of it. And I was sitting there, didn't think anything of it. And then, of course, the next week, you know, we get to be Monday and Tress calls me and says, hey, can you come talk to me in the office? And I'm like... I hadn't done anything wrong. And again, there's times in my life where I've done stuff wrong, but I was going to have the talking to, but I had no idea what I did wrong. So I show up and he's sitting there and someone had printed off the photo, probably, you know, Steve Snap or whatever, a photo of me wearing the Under Armour stuff. And they probably got a call from the Nike rep. And why, why are you in Nike school and your guy, your captains wearing Under Armour? And I was like, well, you know, I was like, our shirts suck, you know? And, and that's what I told him. I was like, yeah, our shirts are trash. Like the Under shirts, the Nike pro stuff was garbage at the time. And the Nike reps like, well, I'm going to get you guys black undershirts and, you know, there'll be Nike pro and whatever. And like Nike stuff still sucks. I, I like Nike. I wear a lot of Nike stuff, but their undershirts were trash back then. So Tress is like, well, I'm going to have to take all your Buckeye leaves for it. So I lost like, I lost like eight Buckeye leaves off of, you know, cause I had lost all my offensive ones. I lost player of the week on off all, the O-line champions. So I lost like eight leaves in one swoop and that sucked. And I was pissed about it, but it is what it is. I mean, did I deserve it? Probably. Um, did I think it was harsh? Yeah. Um, but again, that's just kind of is what it was. So I, I got stripped of my bucket leaves for the way because I wore an undershirt. They put it up in the team meeting and don't wear any non-team issued gear, which again, I get it when you've got this gaudy Nike contract, but Nike wasn't paying me and their stuff sucked. So, and then the funniest thing was, is that I parlayed that into an Under Armour deal when I was in the NFL. I was one of the only, I was the second O-lineman to get an Under Armour deal after Joe Thomas when I was in the league. So, you know, if I didn't do that, I would have had any deal because I was a late round pick. Nike's not going to pay me anything. So Under Armour paid me to wear their gear. So it actually worked out. So there's my diatribe. Uh, long live Under Armour. I like Nike too. Again, it wasn't, it wasn't, if if Nike had a good shirt, I would have worn it, but their shirt sucked. So it cost me like eight Buckeye leaves. So not salty about it, but I'm kind of salty. Um, Jeff Rittenhouse, thank you for the five. Consider also the ability to still signal in running plays from sideline, giving Chip a full 25 seconds of airtime. 
with Wahara. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially when it's, um, if they're going fast. Again, I still think that the receivers will get signaled their their routes. Um, I, you know, it's funny because when this went down today, uh, yeah, I talked to Zach Smith about it and Zach was still signaling his receivers. He's like, I don't care if you guys have comms or not. Like, I still want to make sure my guys get the routes. And, you know, because if it's quick and they can't hear, like, sometimes, like, some of that's not all bad. Um, but, Nevada, your thoughts uh, from Jeff? And, again, I appreciate you for the five. Because, you know, uh, Nevada, consider the ability to still signal on running plays from the sideline, giving Chip a full 25 seconds of air time with Wahard. I think that that is a massive advantage. When you have a new coordinator, new quarterback, again, a lot of teams have – returning coordinator returning quarterback there's some sim- some symmetry there these guys are still getting to know each other obviously because chip just got here about a month ago uh, but your thoughts on that well yeah i mean the coaching aspect it's such a great point it's such an under underappreciated point and um you know that's going to be huge but i'm thinking just about the practical realities of going fast we've talked about you know helping technician was you know, talking about the speed element and the warp speed and how they would do that by simplifying some of the play calls, going to numbers and things like that. So, you know, you've been it. You've been the player. You've been the coach. So would Chip literally be yelling into Will Howard's ear like 19 or 31 or 6 or something like that? And, and is that how it would go down when they're going really fast? Would Chip just be screaming numbers down uh, to Will Howard via the communication device? I think it would be um, – depends on the play. I don't think they're going to use wristbands if they have comms. So it would have to be like like a number and then a word. You know, Because generally, the number tells the O-line what to do. So if it's something like, you know, back in the day, like our protections were all 50 and 60. So a 50 was a five-man pass protection. 60 was a six-man pass protection. Um, if we called like 12 or 13, that was a run that didn't have an attached tight end. If we called something in the 90s, it had an attached tight end. An attached tight end means that there's basically a tight end lined up like a traditional tight end on the line of scrimmage. So we call 13 book or 93 book. Same play, but one's got a tight end kind of in a wing position. One's got them um, in line. Uh, but I, I think that it, it really comes down to, um, is it, uh, you you have to have like two different, you can't just say like generally one word and it tells everybody what to do. I think that that's, only if you're going warp speed. I think in general, there's going to be a number and a, and, and a word to tell uh, the offensive line. Because generally, the, the number will tell the O-line what to do under what Chip's doing, as what I was told. Uh, and then the, the word is going to tell everybody else what to do, like the route concept, the running play, whatever. Um, so I think that's how it's going to work this year. And again, that could change, but that's my understanding as of today. Thank you. Of course. 
Chocolate Chip Scoochie, my man. I appreciate you being on here every night. Uh, thank you for the five. What's up with the NCAA pausing and IL investigations? Does that mean more efforts uh, into Michigan? Love you guys. Nevada OH. IO. Uh, what do you think, Nevada? I mean, the NCAA is pausing and IL investigations. Like, I think there's a lot to unravel there with the NIL stuff. Um, but your thoughts on that? And does it mean more efforts into Michigan? Yeah, no, just, you know, they've got that court ruling um, regarding, you know, we've talked about NIL and, you know, the, the problem with restricting NIL is now you get into kind of restricting tr trade and commerce and, you know, other federal constitutionally protected issues um, that can't be bargained away without like some sort of collective bargaining agreement, some union and a good faith effort to kind of negotiate terms. So, um that's why you can have it, you know, in the NFL where you've got a, you know, a, a, you know, a union that management, you know, works with. They work on a salary cap or they work on free agency rules or they work on how long guys have to be out of high school before they are eligible for the NFL draft. That's the type of stuff. In college, you don't have any of that. So I think for the, you know, the, the NIL rulings have just basically said to, you know, to, to college football that, um, yeah, it's going to be up to individual legislatures within states to kind of make rules regarding NIL. It's going to be up, to, you know, ultimately maybe to the federal government to do that, but that the NCAA can't just arbitrarily regulate that. And um, so, as you said, those types of cases are kind of being put on hiatus, uh, you know, for Michigan. You know, look, <laughs> you know, all the NIL stuff, does that mean they, they dedicate more resources to the Michigan thing? I'm not exactly sure. I, I haven't heard that, but I can assure you that from my sources at the NCAA, they are dealing with the Michigan case as being the most serious on-field cheating scandal in the history of college football. So it's not slipping through the cracks. It's not like, oh, well, they didn't really pay that much or they don't think it's that big of a deal. And uh, with them being kind of pulled off of NIL stuff, would that even potentially dedicate more resources to the Michigan thing? Certainly, I haven't heard that, but that's certainly not, not crazy talk, but I can assure you the NCAA is dealing with this with the utmost of seriousness due to the nature of the crime and the severity and the premeditation and the years and the money and the knowledge. I mean, it, it checks every box. Yeah, I agree. This is uh, this is one they're going to smash out of the park, and I think they're excited about it because this is one that's like, it's just too, it's too sloppy. It's, it's too juicy. You know, there's a paper trail. There's tickets bought under his name. I mean, come on, man. This is like this is a this is like a this is like a mass murder where the guy like left bloody footprints all the way back to his house, and he's like sleeping in bed with the the bloody shoes still on his feet, you know, and, and the murder weapon in his hand. That's what this is. And I'm like, people that think this is gonna be a, a, a smash from the hammer are crazy because I'm just telling you, these guys are, uh, you know, the NCAA. They're they're trying to re retain relevancy. And this is the ultimate way to show their their brute force, and I think they're going to because it's like, you know, this is this is this affected fan again. You got to go back to teams that lost to these guys when they were cheating. You know, people lost their jobs, families had to move. Um, you know, again, you know, they they made the playoffs. They beat Ohio State. Cost CJ Stroud maybe two Heisman's. Imagine if he wins in twenty one and twenty two, he probably wins two Heisman trophies. So I mean. The, the ramifications are insane of this thing. And I think that um, that the punishments will be equally as, as, as heavy. And that's the great thing about what's going to go on. So 
Uh, Donald and Karen Ross Beck, appreciate you guys being on BuckeyeScoop.com each and every day. You guys are excellent, a uh, power couple of BuckeyeScoop.com. So thank you guys for being on here. Thank you for being a Scoop Ultra member. Thank you for the five as well. Please do not do that. We could miss this podcast too much. Love our Scoop family. It is the best. Nevada, OH. I O. I do not know what I was going to do. Um, I don't know. We're not going anywhere. I know that. I mean, we're we're growing, and Nevada and I are um, locked in for seven o'clock basically every night, unless it's NFL season or college season where there's big time stuff, and we'll move the time around. But in general, we're seven p.m. every night. You can lock it in. Uh, we kind of build our lives around it. So appreciate you guys all kicking it with us on your Friday night. Uh, Jason Curtis, thank you for the five. Whoever you think the second best team is, how do we match up per position? That's a great question. I mean, to me, Nevada, you probably agree, is the second best team in the country, Georgia, in your opinion? I mean, Georgia's really good. I, I think Oregon's really good, though, too. I think yeah. Oregon is really good. But, I mean, Georgia's definitely formidable. Um, you know, definitely a, a, you know, there'll be some consideration for number one, number two, number three in the country. But, yeah, Georgia's, Georgia's legit, but – we're going to see Oregon multiple times this year, and they are absolutely legit. So they'll be fun. But Georgia's Georgia's a terrific team. Well, I think that you know, for me, the difference between Georgia and Oregon is coaching. Kirby Smart's been there. Uh, I think they have an edge at quarterback. You know, with uh, with their returning quarterback, who's real good. I just think you know when you get the talent that Georgia's got in the last three, four recruiting cycles, like they're a. I mean, if they played Oregon neutral field, they're probably at least a seven point favorite, in my opinion. Um, they'd probably be favored versus Ohio State by a point or two, maybe three. Um, I think they'll be preseason number one. And I love Ohio State more than anybody in the world. But, you know, I mean, Georgia, you know, they won two titles in the last three years. Um, they're a team that if they had made the playoffs, they probably would have been favored over Michigan. Uh, they didn't. They beat Florida State by 70 points or whatever in the, in the Rose Bowl's absolute woodshed beating. Um I think their quarterback is better than Will Howard uh, as of now, but I don't think their offense in totality is better than ours, given our skill players and our running backs. Um, you know, their quarterback's the preseason Heisman favorite, so it's not like it's a dig at Will Howard that a guy that was really good last year is returning. And, you know, he's him and Quinn Ewers are, I think, the top two preseason Heisman guys. But George is formidable. And, again, it's not just um, the overall depth of their talent, but, you know, they, they are exceptionally well coached by Kirby Smart. They've got a great culture. They, again, they've got two rings in the last three years, so you can't you you can't hate on uh, the success that they've had. They do stuff the right way. They're kind of the new Alabama, honestly. Like if you said, Kirk, who are you worried about this year? Uh, what team are we gonna have to beat to win the national title? So Georgia, um, Nevada. Do you agree? Disagree? Um, you know, is like if you said, Kirk, if there's one team you could delete from the playoff picture this year or the, the college football this year, I'd say Georgia, just because I think that they're the most talented team uh, other than Ohio State in the country. And I think that, you know, Kirby Smart winning two rings is, like, that That carries a lot of weight with me because I know how hard it is to win a ring. I've lost a couple rings. Um, so winning two back-to-back is substantial. And the championship, of course, again, is in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Georgia. So uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I, I have a little different opinion. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. I think Ohio State, I think the Ohio State defense this year is going to be absolutely dominant. I thought they were really, really good last year, and they're returning virtually everybody. 
Oh, oh yeah, and they added Caleb Downs. So um, I I think the Ohio State defense, the Ohio State defense was markedly better than Georgia's was last year, and the Ohio State offense is loaded, and we got Chip Kelly. So I mean, we played Florida or Jimmy Georgia to within a field goal, beating them two years ago uh, with a team that's not not a fraction as good as this one. So um, no, I, I think I think we're better than Georgia, and I think we'll prove it on the field this year. I don't think anybody's going to be. I'm not saying that the games aren't going to be close, but from a talent perspective, I mean, this is a generationally good Ohio State team on both sides of the ball uh, with an unbelievable coaching staff. So um, I, I like our chances in these uh, in these situations. I, Ohio State's going to be really, really good. Do you think I'm an absolute hater for saying that Georgia could potentially be the preseason number one? You're the same guy that says, I want Michigan to be good. I really yes. want a good Michigan team. So, like, I, I I just shake I just shake my head, man. I just shake my head. But, you know, we're partners. We're on the show. So I just grip my teeth and kind of go on here. You're the guy with the tree. But you're also Mr. Michigan fan. So the fact that you're, you know, you've slandered Orlando Pace on the show. You've slandered some other great black guys. The fact you're slandering the 2024 team, not a surprise to me. But... I still, I still love you, buddy. I want you to know that. Does it support me at all that Dennis Dodd agrees with me or no? <laughs> That's not a good argument. That's not a good I, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking. Does it support me or no? I mean, I'm just asking, you know. No. Den- Dennis Dodd's a moron. You don't ever want to be on the same side as Dennis Dodd. Because he, it's funny because six hours ago he put out his, so does this mean that it's a lock that Ohio State, again, I say this because it's not because what I think. I just think it's how people are going to. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vote. Like, Dennis Dodd. Like, I don't have a vote in the AP Top 25. I should, but I don't. So, like, he did a Top 25 six hours ago, and his number one team is Georgia. So, like, again, it's not what, like, I you know, I think Ohio State's better than Georgia, but I'm just saying, are the voters going to feel that way? Or are they just going to be intoxicated by the SEC and Georgia and Kirby Smart and preseason Heisman favorite at quarterback? And I don't know. So there's two different questions. There's who who do I think should be number one and who do I think people are going to vote number one? So those could be two different answers. Like, I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. Now, do I think that voters are going to look like that? Like Dennis Dodd, who's a voter, he put Georgia at one. So again, that's that's my rationale. It's not that I'm a hater. It's not that I don't realize we got Caleb Downs and we got Chip Kelly and whatever. But I just I don't know. You know, like would you say today that you think that voters will put Ohio State as the preseason number one team? 
I don't think that I, – I, I, maybe I was answering it differently. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. And I, I think betters, I think on a, on a neutral field, I think it's a pick game. I don't think there's any way Georgia is favored over Ohio State. In, in a better, but, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, we might get a chance to find that out. And obviously, a lot of other outside factors would, would, would factor in. But um, Ohio State's got a lot of love in the betting community this year. And um, they they know how good Ohio State is, so I I you know it's gonna be fun. it's gonna be fun. You know there there's not like nine great teams, but there's a couple. And Georgia's knocking on the or excuse me, uh, Oregon's knocking on the door. So it's gonna be a fun year in college football. And the good news is we're Ohio State. And we're gonna be there right to the end. So just to go through the rest of this, Texas is at three. Oregon is at four. So you're right there with Oregon. Um, where's Big Blue at? Oh, they're eleven. So week two, uh, 11 Michigan with their first year head coach has to go play. They have to play number three, Texas in the big house. And I think Texas is going to be very, very nasty. Again, they got that good transfer guy who had 14 sacks last year from uh, Texas San Antonio. Uh, they've got some really, really good players coming back. Uh, and they, obviously they got Quinn Ewers. Um, they got Bama's star receiver, Isaiah Bond. Uh, I think Texas could take, uh, Michigan to the woodshed. I'm all here for it, um, per usual. Uh, Beach Buck, thank you for the five. Did we go after Luke Lachey to add? I wish. Missed out on Winfield Jr. Other legacy misses over the years. Yeah, the, the Luke Lachey thing, again, is one of those deals where I was at camp that day. And again, I'll probably never go to another recruiting camp again because I think they're totally worthless and pointless at this time, especially with NIL. Like, I mean, high school camps are basically dead at this point but i was there and it was luke lachey versus joe royer and they went head to head they did every drill joe royer was spectacular that day luke was good he was really good and i love jim lachey i think jim lachey is one of the finest gentlemen one of the greatest players in ohio state history super bowl champion um all-american tackle like jim lachey is one of the greatest human beings you can ever meet so to not take his kid was I'm sure very tough on Ryan day and Kevin Wilson and the program, especially when you saw how good Luke was at Iowa, obviously he had a, a severe injury this year to end his career or excuse me, end his uh, season back for another year at Iowa. Um, but I think it's going to work out like for Luke, he's going to be an NFL draft pick. There's if my kid, you know, I've got you know, two sons and a bun in the oven right now. If my kid is a tight end and he can get a scholarship to Iowa, if, you know, Kirk France probably also be coaching them, but like, Nobody puts people into the into the league at tight end like Iowa does. I mean, if you look at the Laporta, Kittle, uh, Hawkinson, uh, Noah Fant, I mean, it's insane how prolific they've been over the last 15 years. Um, so I think Luke's going to be just fine. And again, I love Luke Lachey. I love Jim Lachey. I love the whole Lachey family. Um, you know, Jim's daughter married Pat Elfline, who's one of my favorite players ever, kid that I coached. So again, it, it hurt me that that Luke didn't end up as a Buckex. I'm sure that would have you know been great for his dad, uh, but he's, he's had a great career at Iowa. He'll be a captain this year for Iowa. Um, missing out on Antoine Winfield Jr. is unacceptable. Complete stupidity by our recruiting department. Um, again, I think these guys get infatuated with star rankings and numbers sometimes. And Antoine Winfield Jr. is a fringe Pro Bowl guy, a fringe All-Pro guy. Uh, he's going to get a huge deal in the NFL free agency this year. Um, and again, his dad is maybe the best defensive back in school history. Um, so again, he's, he's in the, the very small discussion of who are the best players. And if you make an all time Ohio state team and 
Antoine's not one of your corners, you're probably out of your mind. You probably have no wherewithal of, of what greatness looks like at Ohio State because Antoine Winfield was an absolute monster at Ohio State. Um, other legacy misses over the years. Well, uh, Sean Daniels is a huge one for me. He was a kid. You know, obviously, his dad played with Orlando on the line. Um, LaShawn, uh, Jr. Went to, um, Warren, he was a Warren Harding kid, went to Iowa, great career at Iowa. It started for the Steelers. Now was drafted by the bears. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones. Um, Nevada, uh, beach Buck, Thank you for the five again. Did we go after Luke Lachey? Uh, your thoughts on that recruitment and, uh, what else about missing out on Antoine Winfield Jr. And other legacy misses over the years? I'm sure there's some that I've missed. Yeah. I think about that. I mean, obviously I mean, the Lachey thing was weird because it, it it sure seemed, you know, from people that were there that he didn't perform as well as Royer. And so tough call. They went with Royer. It probably, you know, yeah, that one I I don't blame him for. I, I understand how tough that was, but I don't really blame him for that one. The Winfield Jr. one makes absolutely no sense to me because it was so clear that he was going to be a superstar. And the fact that Ohio State wouldn't go out for him, I, I I just really don't have any words for that one. You know, when when you see some of the other kids that they've that they've gone after in in that class, that just made absolutely no sense to me because it, it seemed like he was the most obvious, you know, pick for for collegiate stardom for potential NFL stardom. Not that that really matters how he's going to be in Ohio State, but that Winfield Junior one, man, I'd love to dig deeper into that class, see who they took over him. But I was screaming from the rooftops at the time that Ohio State should offer him, and, and they didn't listen. And uh, and here we sit. That was startling. I mean, he I mean, he turned into a monster All-American. I mean, he might have been a multiple-year All-American at Minnesota, but he was good. Again, he's a little guy, just like his dad, but he prolific Super Bowl champion, Pro Bowl-ish type guy. Uh, he'll, he'll make a lot of money this offseason. Uh, NH, thank you for the 10. Love the show. Living here in Michigan behind enemy lines. Lifelong OSU fan. Went to high school with Archie Griffin back in the day. Nevada OH. I O. So you probably went to you went to Columbus Eastmore with Arch. Um, I played at Eastmore High School my senior year of high school. So we went down there. It was rainy, um, cold. They had Justin Valentine. They had Deontay Johnson, uh, who was actually playing center, I believe, at offensive line. He ended up being a captain with me at Ohio State, so it was pretty cool. Um, I think that uh, living in Michigan, you know, it, it, it stinks, but I was with the Lions for a couple of years, and it's not Michigan. It sucks to live there just because it's Michigan, but I didn't mind it because it's a lot like Ohio. It's like Midwestern. It's pretty. You know, the Upper Peninsula is obviously beautiful. Um, you know, and, and I, it was great because we were on a tear beating the crap out of the Wolverines, so I wore my Ohio State stuff everywhere. When I go grocery shopping, go to the mall, I was like full regalia Ohio State, so it was always awesome. Um, so that's the best part about living in Michigan is like when Ohio State is whooping the crap out of everybody, you can wear that stuff proudly. It's kind of like, you know, not, it's kind of like the inverse right now where I see 80s wearing Michigan stuff down in Ohio. That should never happen, but it's happening right now. Um, and that'll, that'll change after this year. Poobeard12, uh, thank you for being an ultra member mix for the 10. Thank you for being awesome on our message board. And I say it every single night, but you're awesome on our message board. So I appreciate all you do. If you guys are not on BuckeyeScoop.com, um, your know, Poobeard's made the leap onto there, and he's absolutely hilarious. He's a huge ad. And I see a lot of your names populating our message board on BuckeyeScoop.com. If you guys haven't been on the message board, 
it is like a digital country club. We have a great clientele, great people, a lot of great discussions, 24 hours a day. Uh, you can't beat it. I love it. I, as soon as I get off the show and I get done editing, I'm on that all night. So always a good time. Oh gosh. Other OSU pod. Um, we are not privy to all the details of winter workouts and how that has gone. Uh, scoop World order SWO says plugged in thoughts on the green dot and tablets enhancing a processor like Saiyan. Um, I, uh, I will say it is funny when people say they're not privy to the details because you know, when you're owned by Jerry Emig and Ohio state and sports information, you can't really talk about what's really going on in the program. You just have to put out kind of their fodder. You have to put out their message. Cause like, you know, we like, we love Ohio state. Nobody's more pro Ohio state than Buckeye scoop in our podcast, but we're also very fair and balanced. And, you know, we can be, we're critical, but we're also not off the top rope critical and stupid. Like some of, some of the sites were just complete embarrassments after the cotton bowl and after losses. And, you know, and that's not, that's not our, our, our MO. Our MO is to be balanced and fair and, you know, treat, treat these guys, you know, how they should be treated. Um, but we're very pro Ohio state. We're not, we don't make no bones about that. I have two degrees from there, but you know, we're also not, you know, we're, we're in a position where we'd rather be owners than be owned. And, you know, the people that are like married to, you know, being credentialed media, they're owned by Ohio state and we're not. So we can tell you guys, this is who's doing good in, in workouts. This is what's really going on. This is what's actually happening. And that's starkly different sometimes than what Ohio state puts out. Um, and again, it's not like, you know, we're very positive. We're not negative about that kind of stuff, but we like to really, you know, give people the inside baseball. And that's why people like our site. That's why we're the scoop. And we're not just, um, we're not OhioStateBuckeyes.com where they just put out pablum, you know, mealy mouth stuff uh, that's copied and pasted by a lot of other sites. Uh, again, we're, we're trying to give you guys like what's really happening. And, and again, that's, you know, for, for generally the better and people really like that. So um, in terms of uh, the green dot tablets, you know, for a guy like Julian Sane, who is a guy that can make a full field read and get down to his fourth or fifth progression uh, quicker than pretty much any quarterback Ryan Day's ever had, um, I think it's going to be ridiculously good. Uh, Will Howard's a guy, he doesn't process like Julian, uh, but he's close. You know, he's a good leader, looks the park, looks like a freak of nature, according to guys I've talked to. Uh, big, tall, athletic, strong. He's kind of the guy that you want to get off the bus as your leader and your quarterback. There's a good chance to be a captain this year, even though he's only been here for a year. But you get a guy like Julian Sayan, who has elite football intelligence and elite measurables in terms of uh, his football IQ. I think it's going to be really dangerous when you pair that with Chip Kelly. It's almost to the point where you it'd be like using like artificial intelligence to read a defense and tell you what's going to happen, and then you just have to throw the ball. Because like when you when you boil it down to the fact that the mental stuff can almost become second nature because you have a guy like Chip Kelly talking to a guy like Julian saying, then it just becomes the, the physical part, which, I mean, if the, if you take half the game out of it, then it gets easy. And it almost gets to be like, you know, where it can become unfair because your guys are so well coached and they're so coordinated. And I think that's going to, that's what's going to happen with Chip and Julian saying going forward after uh Will Howard graduate. So super excited about it again. Um, you know, when you see, really good players like Aaron Rodgers getting coordination with a play caller, um, you know, Andy Reid and Mahomes, that type of thing. Uh, you see, that's how the magic happens, you know, cause they, they're, they, they have such a good feel for each other and such a good chemistry that 
you know, that's how you can really pick teams apart. And that's how you win championships. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, Nevada, another OSU pod said, we're not privy to all the details of winter workouts and how that has gone. Uh, the scoop order to say plugged in. And your thoughts, Nevada, on the green dot and tablets enhancing a processor like Julian Sand? I'm, I mean, as for the other pods, you know, hey, God bless them all. And uh, we wish them well. Um, but there's, you know, we, we like our stuff and hopefully you guys like it. And we're just keep doing what we're doing. Um, as for Julian saying, I mean, look, the, when you talk to everybody, when you look at the quarterbacks and you, you kind of figure out who makes it, who doesn't make it, you know, how, you know, how did Joe Burrow go from, you know, future Athens car salesman to, you know, future NFL billionaire face of the league. It's because of his mind. It's like, you, you know, using the example of AI is exactly right. I mean, Shane's that kind of kid. And so when you can kind of add another element to his art, he's already just, you know, abundant ability to process information, um, you know, know what's going on in the field and instinctively know where to go with the ball. Wow. Yeah, it, you really could see something really, really special. Because, um, like, the quarterback, all the quarterbacks, all the big-time quarterbacks, all the big-time NFL quarterbacks, they all have physical gifts. They all can run. They all can throw. They all can do it. It's, it's all about – I mean, you don't think Zach Wilson's physically gifted? He's physically gifted. He just can't process information the same way that Patrick Mahomes can, the same way that Aaron Rodgers can, the same way that Justin Herbert can. So what ends up happening, despite his gifts, he stinks. And um, that's what the Jets, not that they didn't already know that when they went out to get Rodgers, but like, if you do not have a guy that can process information, you're in deep, deep trouble, no matter what their abundant physical gifts are. So saying with already being advanced in that, now this will just take them to another level. And um, I'm excited to see that. I mean, I mean, I don't want to rush the Will Howard experiment and you know, wait till we get to Julian Sane, but it, that's going to be fun as well. So uh, we're, we're well equipped in the QB room. I totally agree. Uh, Philip. Pouliot, thank you for the deuce. Great talking to you last night, my friend. Bim and Burke, massive power couple. No Ben, no Ben and Burke, no Ben and Burke. I'm sad about that. Kim's taking a spot in Nevada. What are you thinking about that? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm equal. I'm not, I'm not threatened, Ben. I'm not threatened. I'm Nevada Bob, man. Nevada Bob, you got Burton and Nevada Bob. Akeem, the dream, treasure the Torah, wrenched up, stay golden. Thanks for the 20, brother. As always, appreciate you, my friend. Kirk, stay golden and strapped up. Shout out to Nevada Buck, a.k.a. Nevada Bob. My boy Devin, a.k.a. Ohio 7715 and Cujo with the raccoon emoji. That is going deep. Appreciate you, my man. Everyone, show love to the new Buckeye Scoopball Ultra member, Bob Gugliotti. Uh, we got the job done. Shout out to Sean Rollins. King of Worcester. I love the show so much. You guys are all hilarious. And again, you guys all met because of the show. So it's kind of funny. We've got these little clicks forming that are really fun. Uh, again, I'm on a group text with Tora um, and um, Devin, Ohio 7715. So it's always an absolute blast uh, talking after. I was talked to Akeem uh, on the way over to lunch today. So appreciate you, brother. You're the best. I'll catch up with you uh, real quick. Um, Sean Rollins, King of Worcester. Thank you for being an ultra member. Uh, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the 10. You're the man, dude. I know that you, uh, I, I, I get worried sometimes because 
we're going to be doing some meetups now. And I think we're going to flood these places. I think people are going to be like excited to get together and meet everybody in person. And it's going to be like a big, it'll be like a, like a high school reunion, except nobody's ever met each other, but I think it's going to be that kind of a vibe and people are gonna have a blast. So we start doing some of these meetups. Um, I'll give you guys the dates and we'll all get together and kick it in person. But I think it's going to be awesome. So thank you, Sean. Uh, Chocolate Chip Scoochie, thanks for the deuce. Uh, we all know they're putting Georgia at number one. Uh, they're clowns. See, I mean, again, I it's what do I think the media is going to do versus what do I think is right. So I think the media will put Georgia at one just because it's the SEC and whatever. And they've won two titles in the last three years. Um, but I love what Ohio State is. And again, I think sometimes starting at two, you get a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. I'd, I'd rather, because the, the, there's nothing more worthless than a preseason pool. Again, I we were preseason number one in 06, and we were wire to almost wire, and then we lost to Florida. And like, we don't, you don't get like a special trophy for being the preseason one. Uh, it only matters if you're one at the end of the season. So I'd actually rather be two. Um, that's my opinion. And with the playoffs, it just, it just truly doesn't matter anymore. As long as you're in the top 12 at the end of the year, who cares? Donald and Karen Rossbeck, appreciate you again. And thank you for the Ultra membership. Also, thank you for the five. Thank you for being us, uh, BuckeyeScoop.com. Kirk, you were talking about copyright and YouTube and canceling this podcast. Please don't do it, Nevada OH. I O. Well, yeah, I mean, I, again, that's the, that's the hard part. You know, again, it, it breaks my heart that I can't break film down. And again, it's very temperamental because there's other channels that do it sometimes, but you know, Sam Webb, who has a Michigan, he's the Michigan 247 guy, him and Devin Gardner were breaking down Michigan all 22 film, and they literally deleted all of his videos and deleted his entire channel. So, again, that's the risk that I'm just not really, I mean, Nevada and I, we're just not going to do it. We're not, gonna, we're not willing to take that risk. As much as I'd love to break film down, we'll find another way to do it because I think we, we've got a potential solution um, coming in the next few weeks. But, you know, like to do it on this channel, like we can't risk losing our audience and not be able to do the show every night. So that's that's where we're at. Again, it's not that we don't want to do it. It's like we can't. So uh, Nevada, I know you're locked up with me on that, uh, but your thoughts? Nevada Bob agrees. He has spoken. I love it. Beach Buck, thank you for the 20. Nevada Buck is missing Shot and fraud, scum ruined our natty chances six times in the last 30 years 1995, 96, 97, 03, 21, 22, OSU 2, 06, uh, 16. I lost a bet to a scum fan at work and had to sing Hail and Wear Scum Gear at my Christmas party for three straight years. Nevada Buck, you're missing the shot and fraud. What are you doing wrong? You know, look, for the first, the last three years, you you need to get some sort of like a rebate because they cheated. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like it's one thing to lose, and you know, like I remember every every one of those losses, man. I I I lived through some great teams going up and losing, or spring slips, or you know, man, I I I feel it, I feel it. But the last three years, I mean, they cheated. They certainly cheated in 21 and 22. So I I personally believe that you should you should be declared the winner. I think those wins should be vacated and you should be declared the winner. And the other person should be made to wear the Bruce, the Buckeye head and scream hail to the Buckeyes or whatever else the, uh, the bet was, but they were cheating. So that, that mitigates some of the loss in my mind. And I think that's a fair resolution. Totally agree. W Buckeye. Thank you for the 10. 
Happy uh, Friday. Shout out to Crooked Nevada. I've listened to the rest, and the scoop is the best. Nevada OH. I-O. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, we had a humongous February. It was awesome. Um, spring ball starts Monday, so it's about to be cranked up big time. We'll have a ton of inside information, a lot of eyeballs on practice fields. We're going to be real excited to give you guys some inside baseball and what's going on. Um, but I appreciate that. Again, uh, Nevada, W Buckeye, happy Friday. And this is the best that he's, he, he says, I have listened to the rest and the scoop is the best. Your thoughts on that? Appreciate the support, uh, Dub V Buckeye. Well, our traffic, just so you guys know, our traffic from February of last year to February of this year is up like 900%. And that's <laughs> that's just math. That's like, so clearly you guys are supporting the channel and, you know, it's your efforts that are doing it because if Crook and I are on here every night, and we're talking to two people, we're talking to ourselves and, and, and Kim and, and uh, one of his dogs, then we don't really have a show. But the fact that people come out, people support the channel, people come out and, you know, in record numbers in terms of doing it, uh, it just makes it easy. Like as Kirk said, we literally plan our day around this every single day. This is like, this is what we do. We have our show. It's our recap show. We own the night. We're going to come out here at night. We're going to tell you everything that's going on in the world of Ohio State for the, during that day try to summarize it, try to make it funny, try to bring it in. Um, we wish we could do more film breakdowns, but uh, appreciate the kind words because, like I said, we're, we're literally up 900%, um, which is beyond anything I would have ever thought was even possible. But that's what happened in February. I, I totally agree. And um, my show in the chat, um, in addition to Super Chats, um, so Kim Barton has sworn on our show she said to donald and karen um 100 my youngest loses his and then she swore when i leave and and again i can hear him when he loses it but should we ban kim for good for swearing in our chat we do not put up with profanity on the show it's a family show so i needed your support in the chat either way this is just like in gladiator it's this or it's this so you guys can vote right now in the chat um, if we can get to a certain number of likes, I think we might be able to spare her. Otherwise, uh, she's going to be gone like Ned Stark in the first season of Game of Thrones. So again, I do not appreciate this wearing again. Tor we got Tora on here right now. See, Tora's landing right now. Come on out, Tora's very, very smart, very religious, very spiritual mentor of mine, great person. But I don't know if we can stand for that. It's a family show, and again, we need it in the chat to know what we should do with Kim. For the swearing, again, I don't appreciate that. That foul language, again, I've never sworn in my entire life, I don't think. So again, and Tora, again, you you carry a lot of weight around here with the wrench and the ultra membership. So appreciate you guys as always. Um, <laughs> Nevada, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, do we spare my old lady or not? Um, again, there's people saying that we should not ban Kim, but I'm saying you cannot say the S word on Buckeye Scoop because we keep it clean. It's a family show. A lot of people watch it with their young children, and I don't know if we can deal with that type of profanity. There's no way that young kids will ever hear profanity anywhere else in the entire world unless my wife's dropping it in the chat. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Kim needs to be spared. Um, and I've said this before, but the fact that she puts up with you all the time, I there's a little place in heaven for Kim. And so, Kim, I... I, Nevada Buck, and Nevada Bob 
both give the thumbs up and <laughs> spare spare is that two votes is that are you, are you gonna like are you gonna be yeah. like uh you're that's, gonna that's be both like... that's, yeah that's both fingers up man both fingers up thumbs up Thumbs you're up. gonna yep. you're gonna literally have two ballots. You're gonna sign a ballot with Nevada Buck and Nevada Bob, different addresses. Yeah, let, no addresses. Let, let, let her live. Let her live. <laughs> oh my gosh, his overwhelming support for Kim. I can't believe it. Sad. What a sad day. I don't I don't believe it. We're lying swearing on the show, but it's all good. Um appreciate you guys as always. Great show. Again, appreciate uh, the chat. Thank you for the super chats going towards pay it forward. Again, thank you guys for another wonderful night on BuckeyeScoop.com. Uh, and our, our show, again, this is uh, the fastest growing show in the industry. We're getting a ton of feedback from the people that draw analytics. So, hey, thank you. Again, it's a Friday night. I know you guys have a lot of options for entertainment. Go out, kick it, have a good time, but you're kicking it with us. So, thank you. Again, if you guys enjoy this content, please leave us a like. Click subscribe. Also, click that little alert bell. The alert bell lets you know when we go live each and every night at 7 o'clock pretty much from here on out until uh there's a major event so thank you guys again for uh kicking it with us guys enjoy this content please leave us a like click subscribe also click the little alert bell uh we post this on twitter aka x uh facebook aka meta um instagram we put this thing all over the place if you guys see it anywhere uh you can you know add me as a facebook friend whatever uh, if you could share it, that would be huge. I uh, just kind of expose it to new people. Again, uh, we're growing rapidly. It's all organic growth. We don't buy any followers, unlike some sites. So appreciate you guys supporting us. Again, if you guys uh, like this, tell your friends, tell your Buckeyes uh, supporters that are your buddies. Um, and again, we appreciate you guys so very much. Shout out where you guys are watching from. Appreciate my Southern Ohio boys. Uh, just got a nice new uh, sponsorship with a company called Mickey Mart, which is going to rebrand, I believe, is Mickey, uh, which is a really nice gas station chain up in uh, northern Ohio. They are going to be coming um, south, so look for those to open up, and I will be down there for some of the openings, so I'm really excited about that. But I appreciate you guys so very much, again, for supporting us down in southern Ohio. Again, we have a lot of the biggest Buckeye fans in the world are down in Galpolis, Portsmouth, uh, Chesapeake, South Point. Uh, all down through there, Ironton, a lot of Buckeyes down there. So we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every night. All my Ohio folk, uh, Canton, Maslin, New Albany, uh, Lewis Center, all parts of Columbus, Canton, Maslin, everywhere. Appreciate you guys. Toledo, uh, that's where my boy Tony's up at. So thank you guys so much for all you guys do to support us. Uh, also, Florida, Texas, California. Shout out where you guys are watching from. Shout out who you guys are watching with. I always like to see the demographics. Uh, did you watch with your family? young kids, wife, whatever. Again, it's always awesome to see that. So I read all the comments. I appreciate all the comments. Thank you guys so very much. As always, thank you so much, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop family. I'm going to catch up with you guys tomorrow, 7 o'clock. You guys have a great Saturday. Go Bucks.